Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Talking part of the show, right? Sportscast Radio, the 612-18 edition. That's kind of like a, a mathematical equation, if you know what I'm saying. But we are live here right now, just kicking it here. No outline, no formula. There's no, I mean, there's there's some bullet points. But tonight we're just we're going just off the cusp. I am I'm just ready to talk sports. The the NBA offseason continues week in and week out to just drive me crazy with excitement and just the the wild nature of what could become. Honestly, starting next Thursday, the 21st with the NBA draft, that is when the season starts, and that is when we can officially see the movement happen. And I believe Jordan has uh, found his way to the arena. What's going on, sir? Uh, it kept booting me, but I am here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> as, as I said in the intro, this is the talking part of the show, and boy, are we gonna have some fun tonight? Because this is just this is a banter show. This is going to be just talking and and hypotheticals and and analysis. And I mean, I get I'm gonna have more good happens. And 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 Jordan, I told you I want to talk the World Cup. We might get some soccer on this show. It doesn't happen. Uh, I... You know, I, I'm not like many uh, many Americans out there. I don't know what the World Cup is since the U.S. ain't in it. <laughs> well, that's the point, though. Is you got to find a team to cheer for now. Now it's that's that's the goal until we get to the World Cup segment. Is is you got to find a new country to root for now. So you so you have some kind of a vested interest so you can talk about it each week. As if I didn't already have a reason. <laughs> not to get. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is this uh, is what I feel. Oh man, that's good. No, uh, it's gonna be excited. I'm really excited to have the show, and we're gonna, you know, uh, invite anyone. You give them the number so we can uh, maybe get some other people's uh, random bar talk, uh, you know, takes when it comes to these uh, these sporting events and ideals that we have here. Yeah, I like it. One three four seven eight five seven ten sixty is the call in number. Talk some sports, man. I'm excited. There is a. Uh... There is so much going on. There's even some boxing talk that uh, I, if we need to get into it, we will. We, we might save it for, um, I think, Friday we're doing standing eight count since this weekend was just a little crazy for my co-host, Elijah McNeil. So we, we're going we're gonna to get that show in this week here and still bring you another one. But I'm almost glad we didn't do it because two fights could be made uh, that – didn't look like they were going to happen anymore. The second one could happen as early as tomorrow. Uh, 10 a.m. is when the, or 2 p.m. is, is the deadline on the, the yes answer from, uh, from Triple G. So we'll see what happens with that. But I, I, look, I, I want to go right into this. Obviously, the NBA Finals happened. The Stanley Cup happened. But those were so one-sided with the way that they finished, I think the the next level is the importance of all these. And I think that's what everyone wants. And I, I'm, I honestly think, Jordan, the NBA offseason is becoming like 
the NFL draft season in a way where it's like it's the most anticipated thing that I think anybody has in the in the NBA. You agree? Uh, yeah, it's honestly I think the off season is better than the draft itself. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, you know, outside of like the first I don't know eight picks, it's not like the NFL draft where I, I feel like I, I got to be honest. Even though NBA one player can make literally the difference, you know what I mean? But like. Sometimes, you know, the NFL's machine just works so much harder to make that draft matter. You know, I sit here and watch guys 40 times, for Christ's sake. Are you kidding me? I don't care what they can leap in in basketball. (laughs) Like, they can all jump. Are you kidding? If you're playing basketball, and if can you touch the rim? That's all I need to know. (laughs) You know? And I think for me why I'm so excited for next Thursday's draft is that's technically the first day of the new season because that's when everything can happen. And I really, really think that we could see something happen next Thursday. There could be trades right off the bat. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. There could be definitely be some trades. I don't expect a I don't expect a big name to go down quick. That's something I'll say. Like don't expect to see some sort of magic uh uh, well, there goes that big news now. What are we going to talk about kind of thing? Um, but, uh, yeah, I expect there definitely to be some movement. you think at, on the draft we get anything bigger than last year with the Jimmy Butler movement? I mean, because that's an all-star, all-NBA player. Uh, I'll say no. Nope. I, I, I still just wonder, just slightly wonder, if anything's going to happen with Kawhi. That's the one wild card I could see where something happens where we see, you know, a a Cleveland moving the number eight pick and Kevin Love or something and something else for Kawhi or, um, you know, I I still think there's there's a chance that we could see Kyrie go to San Antonio to play with Popovich and Kawhi move out. I I still don't discredit that. Um, By the way, I said this to you the other day to cover my ass from last week. Uh, what I meant was Ky- maybe Kyrie Irving is Andrew Bynum, not Greg Oden. <laughs> what I said. Got to rehash I'll, the old topics. Yeah, oh. I, and I'll even, I'll even give myself for the sake of how terrible it was that I said that. Me saying uh, Greg Oden for the injury take gets this right here. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I was wondering what the hell was going on there for a second, man. And you and I discussed it uh, kind of more in detail off the uh, off air. But man, uh, I, I I still uh, I still contend if uh, if he had the heart that uh, that Bynum would would have been one of the one of the best centers in the league. Uh, oh, Andrew Bynum. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, and look at those look at those two championships with you know when he was with Gasol and Kobe there. I mean, he was tremendous. You know, and he, everything looked like the up and up, and then we fleeced. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say we did. <laughs> I mean, we got him off our books to Philly, but then we lost a couple draft picks, and we ended up with Dwight Howard, which didn't work. So, I guess they it, got to trust we the just, process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we helped that cause, and then we also gave Phoenix picks to get 
see, oh man, that was that that was so awesome when it happened. And then after the second game of the season, when Steve Nash got hurt and they had just gone zero and eight in the preseason, I went, wait a minute. Yeah, and then Kobe Wilson went out for that Lakers squad. Ooh, and he rips that Achilles. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a from this, um, when Paul, uh, uh, Mike D'Antoni's like, man, Paul, man, Paul, play pretty good, man, Paul, 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 be up in the post, man, shooting the ball, man, Paul, shooting. And he was like clowning Paul and trying to make him a not a back to the basket player. And then like Kobe was like, just play, play your game. And he scored like 40 playing back to the basket. And D'Antoni was like, uh, he was. He was very great, you know, great on the inside, did everything. You know, it was like he went from, from some dude at a party to a guy getting caught by his wife cheating type thing. He was so, uh, uh, see what had happened was I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> Ever since then, I'm like, screw you, Dan Tony. Fuck. <laughs> no, absolutely. But, yeah, it, 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 like, and got, you know, the great thing about, obviously, the whole bit, too, is uh, just think we got to kind of laugh at D'Antonio, or D'Antonio, D'Antonio for falling short again. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. And, you know, and that kind of leads me to the the minute that game ended, we all know the Chris Paul thing started, started, wheels started moving in play. And that's where the one thing that I heard that, that came up that I wanted to bring to you was what do you, what do you make of the talk that Paul George, who was the given for the last year and a half to be a Laker might get backdoored in a way as Chris Paul and LeBron could come in instead of Paul George. Uh, it would be, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're ranking players in, in, in not necessarily, um, not necessarily in their uh, youth, but in their actual ability to, to literally swing you into the playoffs in a potential winning position. Uh, if you can get, the former two opposed to the latter two. Um, I think that's the best combination of the three, so to speak, because if you mix and match it any other way, I don't think there's a chance for a championship, let alone, um, you know, let alone contending with, uh, with Golden State. And, you know, I will say the one thing that I, I do covet about the Paul George aspect that not a lot of people give him credit for is that dude's one of the best two-way players in the game, probably the second best behind Kawhi. And his defense is great, and he can shoot. The one thing the Lakers have been really lacking with how, this team is set up where if they could just get a guy that could shoot shoot the three ball with the way Lonzo runs the point, they would they would have won a few more of those games that they lost. And that's the one thing I like about the Paul George aspect. But we're you know Lakers are the only team that can offer a max to Chris Paul and LeBron without having to, having to do any. Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Cap gymnastics. You know, so I think that's a definite selling point. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, if, if it gets us LeBron, I, I'll do it. Because if we get LeBron, that opens the door for other players. You know what I mean? So, yes, Paul George is younger, and I like that. And aside from that disgusting, catastrophic injury at the Olympic uh, exhibition game, he stayed healthy for the most part which is the thing that scares me about, you know, do we get to the playoffs and then Chris Paul goes down again? Because that happens every time. Um, but you can't, you can't ignore the fact that Chris Paul might be the best point guard with the way he plays since Magic. 
I mean, it's he's incredible. He can shoot, but th- the amount of knowledge he could give Lonzo could set this team up to win for 10 years after Chris Paul. Yeah, you know, that, and that's something to be said. Um, we'll see if uh, maybe uh, Daddy Ball will allow it to happen, so to speak. Uh, obviously, his son can learn everything that he can from, from him and only him, apparently. But, but that aside, uh, I still contend, uh, you know, that, that's the, the, you know, kind of one of the X factors with all these what ifs, so to speak. Uh, I'm yep. still wondering what, uh, you know, if uh, anything comes back to bite, you know, Papa Ball with, with some of the comments that he's made about guys like LeBron, um, LeBron's kid. Uh, you know, I mean, let's be honest. There's, there's still some weird weirdness that could be uh, tinging in the locker room in regards to that. And, you know, I think, too, part of the reason we haven't seen LeVar Ball show up with any of these Lakers stuff anymore especially after the, 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 you know, the new year is everyone in the Lakers kind of just went, we're just going to ignore it and let it go away on its own. And that's kind of what happened. And I feel like if, if Chris Paul and LeBron go there, we know LeBron's going there because one, it's a young team that can help him win that he can help, you know, he's, he'll be good for the team. And it, you put a young supporting cast out there that can run and, and take care of all that legwork for him and, you know, save him for the playoffs, which he hasn't been able to do, that's going to do wonders for him. And and I know everyone says Philadelphia is the, the, the best answer, but let's be fair. The worst thing you can do for Ben Simmons is take the ball out of his hand, and that's what's going to happen if LeBron goes there. If he comes to L.A., that's not, that's not going to hurt hurt them you're going to give Kyle Kuzma more opportunities to get better shooting you know you got Brandon Ingram now that can still shoot from the wing Lonzo's going to get to learn from a guy like Chris Paul and improve himself and that's a nice you know kind of like we bantered about earlier Lonzo's a guy who if you really needed to and went small ball could play at the three he's 6'6 and he's lanky and he's not a bad defender people underrate his defense and his rebounding so I think I think it's just a good difference (laughs) <laughs> you know what you know what De'Aaron Fox you guys went one and one in the in the in in the college season so as much as he wants to clap about that game before no one no one says a word to him about the 20 points he blew to UCLA when Lonzo went ham so I'll just leave it at that because I respect Demetrius in the other room he's a, it's it's like you at the Clippers he's a punk ass Kings fan <laughs> Speaking of the Clippers, that's uh, you know even though obviously we know he wants to play in L.A., uh, let's not uh, let's not say that that doesn't happen if the uh, if LeBron and uh, and Chris Paul go to Los Angeles. Obviously, uh, maybe uh, maybe PG goes uh, goes the other side. Come on, you think you? Come on. Look at my Steve Ballmer memes out. <laughs> you you think? You really think that Chris Paul want to go back and play for that team again after? Oh my God! No, I said I said PG, bro. I didn't say Chris Paul. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, you did, you did. So Paul George going there too? Oh <laughs> dang! And it's just my name. That's that sucked. Uh. <laughs> Shoot, that didn't work. That didn't work. I, do you have your phone with you, Jordan? I do. I do. Did you see the tweet that just came through? I did not. So it didn't work. Damn it. 
if you open up the Sportscast radio radio tweet, uh, you we just got tweeted. Uh, Jordan is nuts. Boo this man. It came from at Dirty Little Laker. Dang. Dang. <laughs> but bro, it, it says problem. your name at the top. It says Ryan Cook. You, you jerk. I, yeah, I, 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 I've Ryan on it made street burner accounts for the show tonight, and it says my name. Oh my God. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you serious with the burners, bro? Are we really going burner live on air? That, that's just ridiculous. That's, that's just ridiculous. Do you, want, do you want to hear the other two? <laughs> <laughs> save them. Save them. We got, we, got, we got three breaks to get through still. <laughs> I realized as I said that it said my name. Because ah. they, they, they gradually get better as it goes, too. Oh, Dang man. it. I was uh, going to have to resign as the chairman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Bur- burners, bur- burners live on air. That's despicable. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it this. It's almost as bad as, uh, uh, what's his name? The, uh, oh, God. Uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless when he would uh, he would compliment himself on <laughs> on these uh, Facebook posts. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting at work today and I'm like, oh, man, we need something for the for the show tonight. I said, oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna Brian Colangelo Jordan see if, see how long the burners. And then oh, I didn't. Man. I was like, boy, this is easy to keep making new Twitter handles. But I didn't even put two and two together that it's going to say Ryan Cook. <laughs> Dang, I feel, I feel like Swaggy P right now. Came a long way, haven't I? I went from getting snitched on to pop to put a ring I do... I do real quick to continue this conversation. Um, I want to, you, you had kind of talked and I really liked your idea, how we'll kind of throw some names and some some scenarios out that we've heard in the last week. Mm-hmm. And there was one just hypothetical that I heard and I hated it. And I feel you may not like it, but when I thought about it, it actually seemed like a good idea and worth doing. Uh, it involves the Lakers in trading that number 23 pick. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. We're going to tell you next. Sportscast Radio. Don't go away. <laughs> Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong foul media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with Sportscast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. 
They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to keep singing. No, no. You are. <laughs> that she does the <laughs> part. That part's tight. <laughs> Shout out to Atlantis. <laughs> so, um, the teas, the teas that I had for everybody. It's so much easier to have teas when we don't have set breaks. I like that. Um, so this actually just broke. Kyrie Irving is not considering an extension. So I think even more and more of what I think with this Kyrie Irving thing. I think there's more to this than we think. Um, that... I think, I think obviously it's just one of those things where they're going to try and lowball him. He wants to play an entire season. Mm-hmm. That's that, and that's that's what I look at. You know, they're going to be like, "Oh, your knees, your knees, your knees." Well, if he gives them a whole season, they're going to give him more money. Period. Yeah. And that's what's that's that's inevitable because they would yep. be foolish not to. Are you going to let him walk? No, I think I think they trade them first. Yeah, I mean, but, I, yeah, I think but that's that, so that, that could happen. Um, no, I've also heard something about Boston maybe trying to to do uh, some kind of a lateral move that would bring Anthony Davis to Boston, and then I, I just say I just say yuck because that team would be the Eastern equivalent to to Golden State. Yeah, that team would be. Unreal. Because say you, for contract reasons, you have to move Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. Then, okay, so you still have one of them. You have Horford, you had Davis, you got Bird or uh, Brown, you have Tatum, you got Rozier, you got Smart. <laughs> Marcus, yeah. I mean, that that is disgusting. That and then obviously. LeBron said he, I mean, he didn't deny that he will have a meeting with Boston. So there's still a chance he could go to Boston, which then I, I mean, then I, I mean, is it safe to say that Kyrie goes out? Then Kyrie's definitely out. 
do you think there's an opportunity where they could sign and trade Gordon Hayward for LeBron? So that way Cleveland could at least get, you know, you could argue the fifth best small forward in the league to re- to try to replace somewhat of what LeBron did. And then it matches salaries. And then they could move Kyrie over for Anthony Davis. And then you'd have LeBron, Davis, Horford, Smart, Rozier, Jabari, Brown, or Jalen you know, Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. Here's what I'll say against that. Um, you know, I don't feel, I feel like Boston is a, is an, a team and an organization that likes to look big picture and not very short winded. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big three was there for a reasonable amount of time. If you're getting LeBron, you're mortgaging that future for two years. Yeah. And you know, I like, almost wonder if, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Oh, you know, you know, that's, that's just what I'm saying. Like, I just don't, I, I think they want something that's going to last longer. And I don't think LeBron's going to be that. And that's why I think Kawhi is. I still think somehow Kawhi gets on that team. And I think that backcourt made them realize that they, I mean, regardless of of Kyrie getting them there, that backcourt did it without him. And if if you could pair Kawhi with Hayward and Horford, and then you got Tatum still, I mean, that is a nasty, nasty combination. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot that could happen with that, but the thing the East, that I was the East is uh, actually getting competitive. Sorry, the East is no, actually no, you're getting good. competitive. If, if in some of these in some of these scenarios, when you think about it, and and obviously we dog them for so long, I, they're, 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 they're the the highs are so high in the East and the lows are so low. That's the problem. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but but I mean, you look at stuff like that. I mean, even their like a heavy top load like that, that'd be some basketball I'd like to watch. Well, and I think they're getting there too. I think. Obviously, Milwaukee could, you know, feels like they should be a top team. The Sixers have gotten better. Indiana showed this year that they are not a fluke. Miles Turner and Victor Oladipo are nasty together. So there's a lot of, and, and who knows what Dwayne Casey can do with Portland. I still think Dwayne Casey got, you know, Masai Ujiri looked at that team and said, look, do I move Dwayne Casey or do I have to move DeRozan and Lowry? It's a lot easier to change the coach. Yep, you absolutely. know, and, and that's just one of those unfortunate situations. But I think Boston could make that run because I think they know that this East is for the taking right now. You know, they were, yeah. they were a quarter away from going to the finals. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. What, uh, you know, speaking of uh, not taking extensions, what do you, what do you think of the, the Draymond Green bit? Oh, about how he said he took less money? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in his thing, I think what helps Draymond, too, that, you know, he's he's got that extra year um, on Clay Thompson. So he's he's going to be able to get paid when the time comes. Clay Thompson's in that weird situation where he's going to be rolling over next year when – the the big Curry money comes in the second year of a new Durant Kevin Durant offer could come or could go through and it's the last year of the Draymond money, so yeah. that that's what could hurt the Clay thing, and you know I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean the the big three in Miami all said that they took less money. Draymond Green just you know Steph took ten million less than he should have this first contract because they he understood that they shouldn't that they he didn't want them to overpay if they didn't feel confident. And not a lot of guys do that. So he already got a got a low contract. 
Yeah. And Clay hasn't gotten his. And Draymond knows he's going to get his because he's turning into the best defensive player in the league. You know, yeah. he's he's Rodman with a three, kind of like we talked about before. And, yeah, so he, he said that he took a pay cut. Who cares? I don't think it's that uh, big of a deal. So, you know, but he's saying, obviously, that he's not going to sign an extension currently either. So, I mean, I'm just curious. Uh, if you're if you're a team, do you uh, potentially him coming out in the free agency next year? What uh, what, what kind of deal years. do you throw? Uh, I thought he had just one year left. Next year, Clay comes off, and then the okay. following year is Draymond. Yeah, so it's it's okay. staggered is what it, is how they oh. they did it. I but I, I you know I think a lot of it too why it's like this and why I wouldn't work too much is. Um, Obviously, Bob Myers, you know, doing the, the GM work with the team and um, and the rest of the ownership, they, they're going to keep this team together as long as they win. So I think with the way that these contracts are staggered is if they start losing and not winning and they let one of these guys walk, I think then that opens the door for the other one to make their decision. So I think the way it's kind of just rolled is they get to keep seeing how it goes. And I don't know if you heard the the Sean Livingston and David West talking today, but they were praising Steve Kerr for how much he kept this team together. And he said, I know everyone just assumed it's Lottie Dottie easy for us, but you know, it, it it's harder to win three out of four years and potentially should have won four in a row than it is to just come out and win one year because of all the weight on your shoulders. And he said there was there's a lot of stuff that will eventually come out probably in the offseason because stuff always leaks. But oh, yeah. they were saying you'd be amazed with how much, how much like headbutting there was in that locker room and how much that Steve Kerr kept them as such a tight-knit organization, and that's why they overcame. And they, they keyed to that, that Phoenix Suns game when they lost a few in a row, and Steve Kerr said – Draymond, here's the clipboard. You're coaching this game. I'm leaving. And they asked Kerr about it after all this came out today. And he said, the guys were sick of hearing my voice, I think. And I needed them to realize that, you know, this is their team as much as it's mine. And they need to get on the reins and not just listen to me the whole time. And that was kind of the turnaround when they had that little slow start, uh, or slow part, middle of the season there. And, and they credit that as the thing that fixed the team and that chemistry. So I'm, I'm interested to see how much really went down behind the scenes that nobody knew about. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I I'm, I'm excited to hear it too. Um, you know, when you have the personalities that you have there, everyone's competitive. Um, you know, you got, uh, I mean, before burner accounts were a thing, obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, Durant was a, uh, Durant was one of the proprietors of the idea. Um, you know, there's, there, you got swaggy P, are you kidding? Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of potential issues when it comes to the, the competitiveness as well as the, uh, I mean, you can, you can only play well together for so long, um, you know, you always hear rumors of, of even like the uh, the Bulls uh, locker room with with Rodman, where he didn't talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some things come along. But at the same time, they're a team that can rise above it, and, and great coaches can manage those egos um, as best they can. Obviously, we wish it would have lasted a little longer with Kobe and Shaq in L.A. Um, but Phil Jackson obviously did a great job to win. Uh, obviously, two sets of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, or a set of championships there as well. Um, you know, like, uh, it, yeah, it, it's good. Where, where do you think this, this team, I mean, obviously speaking championships and Steve Kerr and, and obviously that lineage, uh, you know, these coaches that have gone four out of five years or rather three out of four, 
not quite the three. But where do you think this ranks above uh, of, of current dynasties or dynasties of the past? Let's say fifteen to twenty years, where it's been the Spurs, Lakers, Heat. Who do you, who do you think is the uh, the, the the front runner in that that clash? I I think the Spurs definitely should have some consideration because of the longevity of it. Um, proving that I'm not a LeBron type Homer fan. I would rule the Lakers out for the fact that they they won two out of three, not three out of four. And that year they could have went back. They got swept by the Mavericks that year in 2012 when, when Dallas beat LeBron. Yep. So I think that definitely hurts too. And that was kind of the downfall from there. Um, the Heat team, if it wasn't for game six, Ray, Ray Allen's heroic three, I mean, that Miami Heat team went one and three in the finals, beating a, a very young and unproven Thunder team, which isn't even that great of a feat. Um, so I, I think that rules them up. I don't know. I think I think you have to put this team on par with those Bulls teams. And, you know, I mean, if you want to even go into the 80s, that that Lakers team that went to the finals like eight straight years and won five of them, I think. I, I just... It's it's the way that they, you know, they they took the guy who's argued to be the goat, and his team in the finals, and beat him eight out of nine games the last two years, and beat him handedly. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. And you know, they were down three two conference conference finals against the Thunder, and everyone talks about well the Thunder choked, or let's talk about how good that that Warriors team was to overcome it. Everyone talks about the Rockets had him 3-2. Chris Paul got hurt and hard and choked. And we can talk about how good Steph Curry showed out. I mean, they deserve as much praise for this, too, and they've done it a couple times. And I, I still stand by my, my, my thought that if Draymond doesn't get suspended, they, they would have beat Cleveland again. Four, four in a row. That, I mean, that would have been mm-hmm. amazing. And hey, factually, I mean, here's the thing is, uh, obviously, we're, you know, we're, we're talking um, – you're talking about the fact that obviously LeBron James have made it to how many finals straight? Eight. Yep. Eight straight finals for LeBron James. Steph Curry's already halfway there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 with no with no sign of stopping. Yeah. You know, I mean, this team, if they can, if they can manage the contracts and egos, um, you know, add some role players here or there as necessary, um, maintain a fraction of the depth that they currently have. Uh, because it's still deeper than 95% of the 90% of the, the teams that make the playoffs, they're going to be contenders for a long time. They're so young, so fresh, all willing to learn, all can shoot out of this world. It's, it's going to be a spectacle um, of epic proportions. Oh, you, I mean, you could argue that obviously Steph, you could say, is the greatest shooter of all time, but Clay Thompson is starting to get in that conversation where I think you can argue him, you know, with the Reggie Millers and, and Ray Allens and stuff like that. I mean, that, that dude's got the, the sweetest stroke to, to release the ball and the quickest release I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah, incredible. I, I would like to see, uh, I would like to see maybe just like a, a straight up one-on-one uh, three-point competition, you know, where it's like uh, day one, day two, day three against uh, Steph versus uh, versus Clay. I think I think that would be pretty epic, uh, you know, just to, just to watch in itself. Because again, they you have literally the two best shooters um, in the current league as far as that three ball goes on the same team. I mean, uh, that's 
They're they're gross. It's insane. And Kevin Durant just was like, eh, watch what I'm gonna do. Like, you know, and, and this is something I said to you know these these LeBron people fans that I I don't want to come to L.A. when he joins us. They can stay wherever whatever rock they came out from when when he went to Cleveland. And you know. Why is there no backlash for, for all the people who keep saying that, oh, it wasn't fair because, you know, he can't beat four all-stars. He can't beat four of the top 12 players because they, they're all together. Well, I understand Durant went there, but the other three got drafted there. It's not like they put a team together like he did in Miami. And yeah, Draymond was drafted there too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a second-round draft pick. Yeah, so, I mean, like, are you kidding? This is, this is not a team that's been manufactured. This is a team that's been built. Um, it's been drafted from the ground up. It's, it's what good ownership and good scouting does. And that's, yeah. that's what sets, I mean, that's, that's, that's what, how so many of these teams start off. I mean, you know, like that's, that's how it happens. It's not, it's not all this, uh, you know, free agency, so to speak, like that'll get you there, you know, to the playoffs, but you know, it takes chemistry and takes, uh, it takes a game plan to win. That's why I'm still kind of, I'm still really still intrigued by obviously the, uh, the 76ers because I feel like they got a good thing going. Yeah, and I don't think people are are. If I'm a LeBron fan, I I would be criticizing LeBron because that dude broke his hand punching a whiteboard after Game One. We found out after the finals. What kind of irresponsible leadership is that? Like uh, that's I'm not gonna, I'm not going to fault him. I'll, I'll never you know. Here's the thing: is uh, it's stupid. Yes, I mean obviously we've we've seen it here with uh with Kevin Love also. Uh, the, remember the knuckle, knuckle push-ups push boy over there? Yeah. Yeah, we the, clowned the him. Quote-unquote knuckle push-ups. But, you know, at the same time, uh, this is the championship. It. This is the championship, and you got a bunch of scrubs. You know, it's funny because I was just reading an article about uh, teams with scrubs in regards to these playoffs and how, uh, you know, you look at some of the players that, uh, that Michael Jordan got to carry around to, the guys like Will Perdue, uh, you know, Luke Longley. Judd Bush. Uh, Judd Bushler. Yeah. You know, you get to hear these names. And, and, and so like, I, I don't fault LeBron for any sort of frustration, especially after game one where they could have stole one on the road. And what happens? Are you kidding? Like it, I, it was, I, I'm sure it was either that white boy or white boy, white board, white boy, uh, white board or, uh, or J.R. Smith's face. Yeah, I bet it was softer than the whiteboard. Um, <laughs> it's true, but I mean, you know, like that's just, I, I just, I don't, I don't fault of all people, LeBron in that situation. If this is middle I, of the I, season kind of thing, I, I do fault somebody, but this is, this is the playoffs and he's pissed. And I get that. And I a hundred percent get that. And I a hundred percent agree with that aspect. But what I don't agree with is that definitely hurt his game. He put up 51 that first game. You know, he was dropping 33. I know it's still 33, but that extra that extra 40, you know, if you would have got the 40, could have changed a couple of those, especially that game two, um, and even part of game three. And, you know, he was using his left hand the whole time. As a LeBron fan, I would be, that's a letdown to me, too. And instead of going, man, if he wouldn't have done that, who knows what might have happened. Instead, it was, well, it wasn't that. It was the ref's fault. Yeah, the it's ref's definitely fault, not that. It's yeah, definitely not that. 
It's the fact that he had a bunch of scrubs behind him. And you and I got into it a few weeks ago where you said, you know what, they're, they're, they're talented guys, blah, blah, blah. They contribute. If they contributed, they would have won game one, and they probably would have had a better chance in some of these other games because they're scrubs. They're all scrubs. And all I said was they helped them win game seven. That's all I said. <laughs> you, they're scrubs. <laughs> LeBron James won game seven. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Scrubs. Hey, Tristan Thompson was only 14 points behind him, and so was Jeff Green. Just yeah, saying. Know, you know, that's all I right. Didn't, I, didn't see them, I, I didn't see their names on the stat line at all during the finals. Hell no. They went home crying. <laughs> They're scrubs. Yeah. Oh, when <laughs> was in the playoffs, I didn't see Chris Mim dropping 19. I didn't see Adam Morrison putting up a double-double. I didn't see Smush Parker hitting five three-pointers. I'll talk about scrubs. They, did, they, did they have Lava Medvedenko? <laughs> I just like the way I like the way you said that. <laughs> I mean, the starting lineup was like Kobe, Smush, Chris Mim, Brian Cook, and Slava Medvedenko. That is a scrub ass team. Like that is <laughs> that's like if you expansion draft and like those are the guys you end up getting to pick because everybody keeps all the good players. Look, I know what it's like. I'm on strong style media with Ryan Cook, with uh, <laughs> with Alex Mello, with with. <laughs> Man, you're the LeBron. I at least, who am I? Am I? Can I at least be like Shetty Osman? Uh, no, you're uh, you're you're BJ Armstrong of the Bull teams. Um, well, uh, another tweet coming to Sportscast Radio. Uh, come to the Clippers, LeBron. That came from Clipper Jordan Twenty. <laughs> I wonder who that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're killing me. Yeah, let, let me. I wonder if that one says Ryan Cook on the top too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just, Snarful, if that's the case. See, that's that's the execution I expect from uh, from second tier scrubs around here. <laughs> oh, there it is. Look at that, Ryan Cook. <laughs> like Craig Hodges, I come in and just shoot threes. <laughs> what I what I alluded to twenty minutes ago is we. Hey, this is good though. We don't have a we don't have a format. I love this. This is a trade that I I think. When you initially hear it, you're gonna you you may hate it like I did, but if you if after I analyze it and break down why I don't hate it, I may be able to sway you on this, and it might be an okay move. If you're say, say the Lakers know that they're gonna strike out, it it basically comes out that LeBron's finding a way to get to Houston. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna re up Capella. They're letting Ariza and Tucker walk. You know, Luke Richard and Bob Mute is walking. They found a suitor. They, they trade Eric Gordon on draft day. Things like that happen. So now you know you can't get LeBron James. You're not going to get Chris Paul because he's staying there to play with him and Harden. So now you go, okay, we, we, can go, get, we go get Paul George and we can, we can re-up Julius Randle. We still got about $25 million in cap now. And we're not going to be able – there's nothing really left to use it for. Um, so, we, you know, we've we got to spend it, and we need to have room next year for Kawhi or Clay. Okay. I think the Brooke Lopez aspect of this as to why I kind of like this trade. 
Hmm. A team like Cleveland is now going to be in full rebuild and they need to acquire as many assets as possible. Who's to say you couldn't move the 23 pick that we got from Cleveland for a guy like Kevin Love? And I say this because Cleveland would get Kevin Love off the books. You'd bring in Kevin Love, who's an expiring contract, so he's only going to play one year for you. And now you have him with the young core and Paul George. And if it doesn't and work, he just – and this, this gives Cle- – now Cleveland's got – they got their pick back that they gave the Lakers in, that, in the trade with Clarkson and Nance. They got the number eight pick from Brooklyn. Um, and then now they, they have salary caps. So now they got a couple of young guys, and they can start trying to make some moves happen and rebuilding the team. I don't think that's an unrealistic or bad idea because he's expiring. And who's to say it doesn't work? I don't think it's bad if we end up with Kevin Love. I just, again, the, the, a couple of these seem a little too pipe dreamy for me uh, just, just to see them happen. So I almost don't want to entertain it. But I'll tell you, I wouldn't be mad. There was a time where, uh, obviously, when, when the whole was Westbrook going to resign or not, I would have loved to yep. see Westbrook in, in some, 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 obviously, purple and yellow there. I would have liked to see, uh, you know, I would have loved to see Kevin Love even, honestly. But uh, but I just don't I, I don't see this this being a realistic aspect uh, or or possibility um, given the circumstances. I, I feel like I feel like the press is on. I feel like magic's going to make things happen. Uh, you know, Rob Palenka is going to spit some some poetry and some platitudes, uh, oh, yeah. and, and and somebody's going to. Uh, Somebody's going to get in there, you know, like I, I that's, that's what I'm going to think is going to happen, man. And, and I, I, I mean, obviously I'm hoping for the best, but you know, in a worst case scenario where you got to spend the money, it's like, I, I'd give up the 23rd pick for him. And I understand, you know, Polka showed 28 and 30, he got Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma. So he, he can draft late, but that wouldn't be a bad way to spend that cap. And then you could bring, you know, you could, you could go over the cap a little bit and it wouldn't affect you because it'd be one year deals, but you could bring Brooke Lopez and KCP back for another year. That's, that's kind of a respectable little team. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel I, and I say this because I've seen to do much more with less. I mean, he, he, he essentially got Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Thomas Bryant, and um, uh, what was the other? And Brooke Lopez for Timofey Mozgov, for D'Angelo Russell, and they had to take Mozgov. So you unloaded Mozgov and got Brooke Lopez, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and Thomas Bryant for D'Angelo Russell. That's that you you fleeced them. Even even if D'Angelo Russell reaches his potential, you fleeced them, dudes, because they took Mozgov. Yeah. No, so uh, I'm still uh, still putting out good commercials locally at some uh, some places I see though. I ultimately I think I want to see if they can take that number twenty three pick, and maybe even a future first if they could send that to Atlanta for Atlanta to take Lou all day, because then you can sign two max guys and keep Randall. I said you, that, you, I don't think anybody in their mother is going to take this dang contract, man. Like, do you I, like, think anybody in their mother would take Timofey Mozgov for more than Deng's making? Uh, <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will remind you, we played, we paid twelve million to Darko Milicic. 
That's fine. I, I that, that, you know what I mean? Like I, uh, I, I'm a never say never guy, but I feel like Luol Dang is just. I think he is stuck. That man is concrete in a contract. And and Atlanta loves Luol Dang out. They love themselves some Luol Dang in Atlanta. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, before he went to the Bulls, he was tight. They loved themselves some Luol Dang. But you got to figure. Atlanta's in a three to five year rebuild window. So if they take back, dang, it doesn't hurt them because they're not going to spend the money anyway. No one's going to go there. But you're getting two first round picks out of the deal. And that's what's going to help you. So that's the big picture I look at is, and, and if you bring in these, these, these big name free agents and keep Randall, that first round pick isn't going to, it's going to be in the upper twenties anyway. Yeah. If I will sacrifice the 25 and the 23, for, to, to move all the, it, you're essentially doing this, Jordan. If I were to offer you and you're rebuilding, I will give you Luol Deng two first round picks for Julius Randall. Is essentially what they would be doing because they would get Randall with that money from Deng, and I would totally move those two first round picks for that. Yeah, I, I yeah. Again, I, you, you still have this big infatuation with him. I still need to. I, I want him to. I, I want a full season out of him too. He's another one that's kind of let me down, uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, underwhelmed is the word I would use. Not going to say let down, but I've definitely been underwhelmed. Last year is the oh. first year that he really showed some extra uh, oomph. Um, but I, I need to see it, man. I like if we can keep him and he can play cool. I definitely wouldn't overpay for him because because he had oh you know one good season. And and to be fair to even back up your point, it was a great it was it was it wasn't a good it was a great but it was only a half season. He had a great half season. So we don't know, um, which I think equates to a, a decent season from the start. But I think a lot of what it was too was all these guys started finally figuring out the system Luke Walton put into place. And I think that's where, that's where I want him to come back and see how much more he can grow under Luke Walton and see how much more Luke Walton can get out of him. I think Luke and, Walton needs to uh, bench, uh, bench Lonto a little more. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, if, if they gave Randall, you know, 88, four years for 88, He's only making four more million dollars than Luol Deng, so it's not like you're paying that crazy amount of money for him. Yeah, that, that that's still in my, I that's still that's still, honestly I would like to give him. Uh, God, if I if I'm going four years, I'd do four. I would do four eighty. The only way that see, but here's the problem with it is he's restricted. Yeah. So. Somebody's gonna throw him. I think. I think Dallas will throw him twenty-two over four. The only thing that could save us from not from getting him and paying less than what you want to um, is if is if LeBron goes to Houston, which then we don't get LeBron or Chris Paul. But then I could see Clint Capella going to Dallas instead of Randall, and then that would remove one suitor from Randall. Because then it would come down to the Pistons and like the Magic, who I think can only probably give them seventeen or eighteen. Which, if that's the case, and we can we move Deng, it's just a, it's just a straight swap, and our salary cap changes nothing 
because you're just subbing in Randall for Dang, mm. which would be a, a dream come true. The sad thing is we already got both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. I mean, technically we don't have Randall anymore, though. But that's true. That's true. You know, so that's and and ultimately, I think if you miss on one of these free agents, I think you got to bring Randall back just to see if I I I'd rather see what happens. And Palinka showed that when the when a lot of people thought that the Angela Russell thing failed, he got a lot of value for him. So I think if they see the wheels turning in the wrong way, I think Palinka would move him and move him while he could still get something for him. But you brought up Philly a while or a little bit ago, and that interests me because obviously with the the Colangelo thing being moved out as the GM, the GM spot is open. Um Big name rumor, and this is a rumor. I mean, definitely take this as a rumor. But did you hear the main one of the one of the names that could be tied into taking the GM role, the Philadelphia 76ers? Uh Phil Jackson. No, definitely not. You're you're way cold. You're not even <laughs> on the you said rumor. I had to, I had to throw something out. I... That's true. It's a little far fetched, but maybe it's not because this rumor still could be far fetched. I'm gonna tell you next. Sportscast Radio. Your late night hip hop and R and B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R and B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time, See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pocket. Check my feet when I'm walking to see if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because that's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted to I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. 
At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsledding, boxing, pokers, 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 but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. But I'm a- <laughs> Whoa, we're creeping on back in here. Uh, real quick, though, before we creep too hard into my segue, we gotta we got to let Nick Hagberg uh, educate us on some more NBA draft. We're just a week and a half away from the NBA draft, so we'll get to know a player who may sound familiar to you, and that is Kostas Atenekumbo. So Kostas happens to be the brother of Giannis Atenekumbo and is expected to be a late flyer at the end of the draft. Now, Colsus is an interesting prospect in the sense that a team will take him for his potential rather than his actual performance. In fact, at Dayton, he only averaged five points and two rebounds per game in his only season this year. Although he recognizes his lackluster resume, he is still optimistic about his talent, quoted saying, I haven't gotten the chance to really show it yet, but I feel like when the chance comes, everyone's going to be surprised. While the younger Atenekumbo's skill set is still a work in progress, there is no doubt the potential is there, as he is a physical specimen like his brother. 6'10", long wingspan, and an ability to play multiple positions. Definitely more than your usual second-round prospect, and a reason to not change the channel late Thursday evening. Ooh, another Antenekumbo. <laughs> so we have Giannis, Theonis, I think is the second one, and then Kostas. On the Nakumpo, all could be. Uh, I think the Knicks took Thianis. I think that's how you pronounce it. His uh, his other brother's name, but uh, obviously, you know, one other brother that that's coming into this draft that I don't think gets drafted. I think he'll go undrafted, but I think there's a chance that the LA Lakers could sign him on to play in their G League, and that's LiAngelo Ball. I think they could they could go on a limb. Keep keep the brother happy and and sign him as an undrafted rookie and then put him in the in the G League and then uh you know could work could work but uh yeah I I don't know I just I don't I don't think I don't think LiAngelo goes anywhere Jordan's back Jordan I was just explaining how I think LiAngelo Ball could be undrafted and go and get signed on to the defenders of the G League by the Lakers yeah that could probably happen I, I he's done nothing to impress me. Uh, except mm-hmm. I did watch. I watched him miss some layups in the in that weird <laughs> league or whatever it was. Like, and, and you know, if you if you put him on the defenders too, it really doesn't hurt you. If anything, it's just it, you're 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 adding that extra little slight nod to your future point guard. So I think that's a good take. But you know, it's not like it's going to cost them any money or hurt their team by any means. So I, I I think those little looks like that are good, and that's something that Magic and Plink are smart about. Um. But yeah, Costas Antetokounmpo, the third brother, could be in the league come next Thursday. But um, I, I just got a couple more NBA takes I wanted to bring up. The one that I led into, Jordan, the, there is a rumor that... Now, I, I feel if I'm Masai Ujiri, the Toronto Raptors GM, 
I leave and I go take the Philly job if they offer because he's one of the best GMs in the league. You know, he's right up there with Daryl Morey and and um, I can't remember the cat's name on the Pacers and Rob Palenka and you know guys like that. He's 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 a great great GM. There's talk. Oh God, I'm better than David Kahn. I'll say that right now. <laughs> I hey look, I, I'll say this. You can look at my NBA 2K draft rebuilds. I have a better track record than David Kahn. Because uh, you know that you know, wouldn't that be kind of interesting to see <laughs> see an actual GM do a 2K rebuild? <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm just I'm just saying. Um, do you remember a ooh. few years back? God, who was it? Uh, one of the. Uh, I can't remember if it was a college that uh, a college looking for a team or a pro looking for it. It was a college. It was a college looking for a coach, and it might have been like NDSU or something like that. And they were looking for a head coach, and a guy submitted uh, his uh, his his application. And since it was like a public uh, a public school, like they have, they have to take it kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> he was talking about how he he won the championship with like Bowling Green twice. Uh, his <laughs> He's, he's never going to need a punter, so he's going to have, like, an extra roster spot because he goes for it on every fourth down. And uh, his entire plan was to chuck the pigskin, chuck the pigskin, chuck the pigskin as, as in Hail Marys and four deep and four wide uh, the entire time. He literally, like, rifled off like Madden play calling. It was amazing. <laughs> Apparently uh, somebody else agrees. I don't know if you saw the Twitter, Jordan. Uh, Cook over Khan comes to us from at Ryan over Jordan. <laughs> Jesus, no, no. <laughs> the the burner accounts are live tonight. Oh man! Um, but there is talk that Philly, being smart about what the Lakers are doing, and with the Rob Palinka thing, there is a rumor that they could bring in Rich Paul to be the GM. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. If, if they bring in Rich Paul, does that about solidify LeBron there? I mean, Ben Simmons is clutch sports, so he'd be he'd be playing with his client essentially. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. It's it's not. It's not a, it's not a given because I think I think LeBron in his final years, like he's won the championships, he's brought one back to Cleveland, like. If if he's going legacy, he's going to go where he has the best chance to win, just factually. Like he'll take whatever pay cut or you know or or contract that he can get, and and get that extra championship where he can be a a, a mainstay factor. You know what I mean? He'll go to a, a premier team. I don't think Toronto is it. I don't think uh, I don't think Canada's. I mean, granted, Toronto is like you know one of the finest cities in regards to diversity and and obviously nightlife and the whole bit. But I just don't think that's the place you're going to go if you're LeBron. I, I can't, I can't see it happening. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I, I see either. I'm yeah, sorry. I got, I got the two takes fixed, uh, mixed. Um, but you know, but uh, Philadelphia, even so, Philadelphia, I, I just don't see that being the place he's going to either. That's I don't see that in the uh, if I'm if I'm holding a crystal ball in my hand, LeBron is not going to. He's not going to go there. And I, I, I still think, think I understand. I understand. Like if if. If LeBron James says, I want to come play for your team, you know, you move heaven and earth to get him on your team. I get that. But I think best fit, Paul George would be a better fit in Philly. Yeah. Yep. I would, I would agree. 
Um, Daryl Morey still scares me that he could take he could get him in in Houston somewhere too, somehow. But I don't know. That's just. Um, but the other the other one that I wanted to bring up that uh, was mentioned was mentioned to somebody. Uh, uh, his name's Luke Luke Gilbert. He had said to myself and Jordan when we were talking about DeAndre Jordan leaving, what he could do. He said, if cap space could get moved, what about putting DeAndre Dor- Jordan on the New York Knicks? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a, uh, like I said, that would be an interesting fit. Uh, you know, and, and, and it would be something that would work. The thing is, obviously, that's going to require a trade cause, uh, because with the player option that DeAndre Jordan has right now, he's going to get paid. You know, he doesn't think- necessarily want to be there, but he's going to get paid. Yeah, I, I I really think he's he's opting out and gonna and hoping for a bigger contract. I just I think it's ironic that the team who needs a big and has the most salary cap to spend on a big is Dallas. <laughs> but like After, I said, they, they, they're not going to get burned by him again. That's just that that's so, just it's a fully one that, situation. Like isn't that so ironic that the one team that could use him that would have no problem maxing him is the team that he burned? Like I think yeah. that's hilarious. That's karma. That is karma is what that is. Oh, you know, that's that, you know, that is super funny. I, I, that's, I don't know what else to say other than that. I mean, can you, can you imagine the, uh, the, the poop eating grin that Mark Cuban will have on his face if that does happen? (laughs) He, Hey, uh, Hey, Mr. Cuban, I'd like to come play for you. (laughs) Man, he'd laugh. I'd laugh. I'd rather suck than you. You, go you back see, to the uh, Clippers. Let's go back to the Clippers. You ever watch? Uh, you ever watch Shark Tank? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he Mark Cuban will, will fold his hands together and say, "I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of out and and removing himself from the table, Alex Ovechkin has removed himself from the kitty table and has moved into the big boy table with his buddy, not buddy, but I, I shouldn't say enemy, because I'm sure they're very cordial together. Sidney Crosby, you sit next to him at that big boy table. Washington dismantles. Not, not you know, obviously game game five was close, but they put a beat on, on that Vegas Knights team. Um, I think the most telling story for me is the guy that I – just chastated and said he's going to take it to his grave for blowing game one. Lars Eller, he gets the game-winning goal in game five. That's hilarious, isn't it? He redeemed himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, like, that's it's huge. It's, it's, if I'm Lars Eller, that is the biggest hump off of my back that could be possible. Like, I'd be, oh, thank God. <laughs> that I'm not yeah. the guy who, because everyone, you know, we said it ourselves. I, you know, we were both confident that Washington could win this, but they very well could blow a three-one lead. Yeah, they very well could have done it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's definitely the uh, the 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 grossness that potentially could have happened. You know, they get inside their head, and I think here's the thing: is I think that's what happened to both. I thought maybe maybe a little fatigue. I mean, obviously they're running hot, Vegas. Um, but again, you know, they're, they're still the, the new kids on the block, despite a lot of that, uh, um, 
despite a lot of the veteran leadership that they had on that team. Um, I still, I still, if I'm going to give anybody a player of the a player of the team or a reason that they went as far as they did, I'm still going to give my guy and I'm going to get his name right the first time again today. But uh, uh, Evgeny uh, Kuznetsov just killed it yeah. the entire the entire playoffs. That that who if, if that's who I would give uh, you know a lot of that credit for that uh, that team, uh, especially when it comes to getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's that's a really good. That's a really good uh, way to put that. Um, I I meant to have you you put this up on there, and I totally forgot to have you do it. Um, let me let me try to cue. I'm going to try to cue this up real quick here on my phone. So bear with me for one second. Um, let me turn this down. As apparently they want me to play Marvel something. Here we go. <laughs> They're in their basement. They're in their driveway. You win the Stanley this Cup. This is TJ Oshie, by the way, with Jeremy Rowan. It feels that yeah. much better here. Oh, you could have never imagined the, the feeling like this for, for all the kids at home and everyone that has a dream of lifting that thing. You can, you can never get prepared for it. That's, besides my family, that's one of the best feelings I've ever had. Talk about your family. Winning the Stanley Cup, it means a lot to you, but it also means a lot to your close family, your dad, your mom. Talk about them. Yeah, uh, my dad, uh, oh boy, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't remember uh, a lot of stuff uh, these days. Um, he remembers enough, but I tell you what, He's here tonight. I don't know where he's at, but uh, this one will stick with him forever. You can guarantee that. I don't think there's much more to say after that. Congratulations, TJ. <laughs> you know, and, and talk about that's the epitome to me of, of emotion. What this means to a lot of people when people clamor on people for sports, and I mean that that tears me up a little bit. You know, TJ Oshie's oh, dad yeah. has Alzheimer. Um, you know, they brought him to the game just. Because when he, you know, he had moments of flashes of remembering things, and he wanted to be there, and yeah. with him say, you know, my 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 grandpa had Alzheimer's, you know, and and eventually passed away while he had it and couldn't remember anything. So I mean, I know exactly what I I watched this in front of my own eyes happen, and yeah. him him with the he doesn't remember much anymore, but this is something he's always going to keep with him. That's one of the that's one of like the. I mean that's why that's why that's why we love these sports and that's why these guys play these sports and it's not just this uh, you're a jock thing it's when you have a passion for these things there's the love that you put into it people just can't fathom like you, people people call me crazy the way I talk about hockey or the way I talk about the Lakers I love the NHL I love the Lakers I am passionate I love the Dodgers I love the yeah. Vikings you know things like that and I will talk about them in that much passion and. That right there just, to me as a fan, related in so many different avenues. And that was, that's the takeaway from the Stanley Cup that I got. What, it wasn't, you know, hey, you know, I, I won the gold medal with these crazy shootouts. It was all about his family and his, and his dad and how much that moment meant to embrace him. And just a tremendous take. And I'm glad that, that JR got that interview from him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, obviously seeing, uh, you know, they got his dad down on ice, and he got to roll with the puck, uh, the the cup, man. I mean, that's just, 
Uh, it was truly a special moment. And uh, I, I do have a shout out to obviously him because uh, obviously he's a Minnesota kid too, man. That, that mm-hmm. makes it even better. So, yeah. So, yeah. so kudos. Um, obviously the big news though, like I said, Alex Ovechkin gets a ring. Um, you wanted to, you wanted to start an Ovechkin watch here. Uh, Jordan, why don't you break that down for our listeners? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just curious, uh, you know, over and under since winning the cup, uh, his blood alcohol, uh, content levels there. Do you think he's been able to legally drive in any state in the nation? No, I think every single person who lives in DC, um, who's been clamoring for a championship since, 92 when when Mark Rippon took the Redskins they are volunteering to drive him around everywhere he wants to go <laughs> and yeah. I mean we saw he was doing egg stands with people in a Nationals jersey with a with a C on it for the captain's badge <laughs> yeah and he uh he he also swam uh just in his chonies in the uh in the good old uh pond outside uh the stadium as well uh fun fact i think it was 40 years to the day when the uh this the the washington bullets won their last championship uh when they actually uh clinched the cup there so kind of a neat little fun fact as far as that goes did did the did the bullets not win one in the early 80s uh no no the 80s were all uh <laughs> I thought they beat the Lakers. No, no, no way. <laughs> I apologize. It's probably blast. Oh no, seventy-eight is when they won it. Speaking of the Sixers with Moses Malone, that's I had this, the color scheme in my head. That's what I was thinking of is when uh when Moses Malone won uh won a ring. Tried to hit him with the fo fo fo. Man, was all blur. Everyone talks about Kyle Malone. No one talks about Moses Malone. For real, Carl Malone. I don't want to be Carl Malone, one of those guys that never got a championship. <laughs> yeah. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Every time he hears that Barkley and Malone and Stockton don't have a ring, "Dirt Off Your Shoulder" by Jay Z's playing as he's driving his like Ford Pinto. <laughs> Come on, that man, that man at least has like a BMW, like a three series. He doesn't have like the you know the six or anything like no, that. But he's he, he's got something. He, nice. he doesn't have the Phantom. He has the Chrysler three hundred. The, he's, the fake... the, he's, he's got the mesh grill on it though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he got a little tint on the windows because that was you part know? of his last fighting bonus. But but it's not uh, it's not all super done like it's not all professional done. He's got kind of got some air pockets in the tent like when they put it on. He he bought it and did it at home. <laughs> He's got the home kit. He had the air bubble. He took a credit card and tried to push it through like you're putting like signage on a window at a retail store. He's yeah. trying to get the bubbles up. Yeah. Oh man! Get on the show. Oh, I wonder if we could make that happen. Uh, you know. I, Man, does he have a does he have a Twitter? You should hit him from one of the burner accounts and see if uh if he if he wants to come on. Dirty little Laker. Hey Adam Morrison. <laughs> Dirty little Laker. No <laughs> This Twitter handle is inspired by you and your ponytail. Oh man. <laughs> I think uh, like obviously the, the Clipper Jordan twenty was good because I was thinking of Clipper Daryl. And I had to do Ryan Gordon because that was going to be the one where I, that was my obvious one for you to kind of hopefully figure out it was me. Yeah. I can lie. I think Dirty Laker is one of the best Twitter handles ever. Oh, man. That's just, uh, that's the best. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that's just amazing. Uh, the, nah, yeah, burner accounts, man. Yeah, we, I'm not going to retweet this with the, with the burner account, but if you go to Lakers Legacy Pod and look at June 9th, 2018 at 2.17 a.m., it's mm-hmm. a picture of Jim Morrison sitting on the bench, like, yawning. He's, like, mm-hmm. huge on yawning. And it says, congrats to Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant for entering Adam Morrison ring territory with two tonight. And then it's Adam Morrison sitting on the bench, like, yawning. Oh, uh, you know, there is a funny tweet that I saw speaking uh, speaking of that. It's like uh, he now has just as many rings as reps that he can do on the bench press. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said Brian Cardinal, Adam Morrison, and Nick Young are NBA champs. Never forget. <laughs> Brian Cardinal getting yoked down. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Somebody God. said. Uh, Adam Morrison sells more rings than Swaggy P. Um, oh, and here we go right here. Man, Kobe had a stacked team. Gasol, Oda, Marisa. But then when you get rid of them, obviously there was Bynum. <laughs> Listen to this bench that they had when they won their last ring. Adam Morrison, Josh Powell, Ronnie Turieff, Sasha Vujicic, Jordan Farmer, Luke Walton, Shannon Brown, DJ Mbenga, and Sun Yu. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God, uh, uh, Turioff though, uh, legitimate like Turioff was like half a Draymond. Like he would be good for like six points, three rebounds, and like two assists in like the ten <laughs> minutes that he was in the game. Uh, I got he a was, lot. Of, I got a lot. I got a lot of love for Ronnie Turioff. That dude. I was hoping um, you're gonna get him on the show like a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I think he still follows me on Twitter. We we still might might throw a little something out there just to see what happens. But. Um, but uh, but still one of my favorite people. Uh, obviously, you know, oddly enough, another Gonzaga grad uh, in the in the vein of Adam Morrison there. Um, but uh, you know, came off that that heart uh, heart issue that he had to, to make it back into the league, and and yeah, just a cool story. Really humble guy. Somebody also said, uh, "Don't forget about Vladimir Radmanovich." <laughs> He's got the body of a Greek god carved by the bolts of lightning or whatever it was that uh, <laughs> that Bill oh Walton said. Wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Remember that picture that you sent me uh, that I zoomed in on Adam Morrison's face when he's got like the, like the buzzed hair and yeah. no facial hair and he's Vujicic? Somebody yeah. posted that and said how Adam Morrison looks like Eminem's mom's boyfriend in 8 Mile. <laughs> Oh dear. Alabama. Oh my god. Now me rabbit. I'm I am <laughs> right now. This 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 makes up for my pathetic lackluster performance on WrestleCast Radio yesterday. Uh, uh, it does not make up for your less than lackluster performance with those burner accounts, so right. <laughs> You know them burner accounts are tight as hell. You're like, dang, that was a good idea. <laughs> uh, but but they're they're not exactly burners when you put your own name to them. Could you imagine if Brian Clangelo did that? My God, that would that, make that story. That would even make it even better. Don't like that, mine, just, Brian. It says your name on here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? He, just, he does that thing where uh, 
Remember that episode of uh, uh, The Simpsons where Bart's working at the brothel and then Grandpa Simpson walks through the front door, puts his hat on the rack, does a 180, put, takes his hat off the rack and walks right out the front door again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. And, and I mean, to be fair, too, I had Demetrius setting it up for me, too. So, I mean, he was... He was like, how do I, what do I do here? And I'm trying to like drive on the highway and explain it to him. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, yeah, uh, there's one other one I want to play here. We'll get back on course. Cause this is still like my new favorite one that we have. Yeah. Do you like a read? Okay. Yeah. Elijah. <laughs> it, it throws me off every time, every time. Cause you laugh and start talking before uh, Kevin Draves says that. On the on the clip because you were on that yeah. show, so I'm always like, oh, Jordan jumped in too quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, though, you know, as we said, you know, Washington finally gets finally gets the ring here. They they're finally moving on. Odds have come out. Once again, Tampa Bay is still the favorite to win the cup. Wow. I- Damn. Can it happen? Here, here's here's what I'll say: is if they didn't, I don't know what it was that happened that that changed them. But I feel like if they would have beat Washington, I I feel like the way Vegas was playing, they wouldn't have been able to handle Tampa. So I think whoever made it to the Cup in the East was going to win. It you know it's kind of like whoever won the Golden State, Houston's going to win. You know, a lot of people still think Houston could be the favorite next year because of what they could do, but because of the 65 wins. You know, if, if Tampa doesn't blow that game seven, and this is where I give kudos to Ovechkin. Normally he kind of just flounders a little bit, but when he went in and put in that slapper eight seconds into game seven, that was the dagger. If he didn't score that goal, I think that whole game goes different because there was two goals that wouldn't have happened, or one, one goal that didn't happen, and then they got an empty netter. So there was one other good goal. So, I mean, realistically, it would have been a good game. And who's to yeah. say Tampa? Tampa had to change their whole offense, and Washington changed their whole defense. They built, they built what they kept calling a, a white picket fence, where they just basically built the fence along their blue line because they didn't need to go score. They wouldn't have, had, they wouldn't have played that way. Tampa wouldn't have played the way that they did. So I think that would have opened the game up a whole different way, and it could have changed the whole outcome. But Ovechkin giving him the praise that he deserves, went in there and made a freaking statement in 10 seconds. And that changed the whole game. So say Tampa wins that game, they go on, and I think they beat Vegas. Now, the reason I think it's feasible is there are young guys who made their first appearance in the playoffs who kept improving, will play next year. Um, Kucherov is coming off the best season he's had. We know Stamkos can stay healthy for the most part now. As he, as he played out at the end there. Um, so those two, I think, are going to be even more dangerous knowing what Kucherov figured out that he can do on the ice. And usually when a guy has a breakout season like that, it's trouble for a lot of people. Kucherov might have a better year next year. What, uh, with, those, with those returning odds, what did, uh, what did our guys in Las Vegas get? Um, I'll, I'll pull them up here real quick here while we're bantering. Um, I think the the other thing to... Uh, help next year is they're going to have a full year of Ryan McDonough and also Victor Hedman as a team together. We get another year of um, 
uh, of, of just that young defense playing together. So I think that definitely helps. Um, pulling up the odds here right now, uh, Tampa Bay is a favorite at 11 to one. Nashville is 12 to one. The Penguins capitals and the jets are 13 to one. Um, let's see. Where do we got here? Why does it not? Okay. This doesn't have it. They have Connor McDavid as the favorite to win the, the, this one, that's not what we want. Here we go. Lightning favored to win the Stanley cup. Oh, here we go. Odd shark. That's what I was looking for the whole dang time. I don't know. I went to this article and they're talking about like Stanley Cup and and uh, also like Norris Trophy and weird things like that. Um, so we got Tampa first, then we got Nashville eleven to one, Boston and Pittsburgh and Toronto twelve to one, Capitals twelve to one, Winnipeg twelve to one, and Vegas twelve to one. Edmonton still coming in at eighteen to one. What uh, what are the Wild at? Uh, Wild are sitting at 25 to 1. Uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. They're, they're at 17th. So they have the Kings, Stars, Flames, Sharks, Blackhawks, Ducks, Oilers, Jets, Knights, and Predators ahead of us. Holy cow. 1, That's, uh... 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. They have us the 11th best team. That's, that's probably about right, to be perfectly honest. I mean, we, you know, and... we... Yeah, go I'm ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not mad at that. That's, pro- that's probably about right when you look at when, when you think of those teams they named above us. So, and I think Edmonton's going to be a lot better. I know we picked them. We we all picked them higher, but I don't think that team is going to be that bad next year. I think that was just people weren't caught off guard by them. If that makes sense, people knew what they were getting with Connor McDavid and Leandre Zadel and everybody. So I think that made it a lot different. But I think um, I think Jesse Puyarvi who was a rookie last year will come in this season playing a lot more. So I think having uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl and Jesse Puyuyarvi getting a lot of ice time. I think that's going to help. Cause I think Puyuyarvi can take that, that year three approach um, that he, we didn't see the year two step like Patrick Laine, who led Winnipeg helped, helped lead Winnipeg to the conference finals. And also, Austin Matthews, who did a great job in the in the opening round going to seven with Boston. I think Puyarvi gets a chance to shine like those two guys did. So I think that's going to be a big story. One of the other big stories, too, is there's talk that the Devils now could be a huge contender in the John Tavares sweepstakes, which I didn't see coming. But the talk of it being we saw New Jersey go from having the number two pick when they got Nico Heshire and he battled out. I mean, we talked about him before, how him and Nolan Patrick led Philly and the Devils back to the playoffs as the one and two pick. But Taylor Hall, as we talked about, had a career year. He could be up for the, the Hart Trophy for the MVP. But if you could add a guy like John Tavares to that team, holy cow. Can you imagine a top line of Nico Heshire, John Tavares, and, and Taylor Hall? Oh, my God. Yeah, That's production. That is production, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about speaking of one cup, we go to another cup. Yeah! I know where you're going on this one. Did you, after we talked about this, figure out who your team's going to be? Uh, I am uh, definitely going to run with uh, Panama. Damn, are you being serious? 
I am. Shout out to Platanos, baby. I'm all about them, uh, them, them tostones. What? Do you know what Panama's odds even are to win? I, I just picked a team, my friend. All right. They're probably going <laughs> to lose to Belgium, but they'll beat Tunisia. All right. They'll lose to England. All right. They got a tough, they got a tough grouping, but yeah. uh, I, I'm cheering for them. All right. <laughs> when, when, when they play England, we'll have to talk on the phone or something because they got to handle Marcus Rashford, Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy is the Leicester City guy who went ham when they won that whole uh, Premier League as the, with the odds. They got this stud from Arsenal named Danny Welbeck. And let's not forget, top five players in the world, they got Tottenham Hotspur's own Harry Kane. That uh, that Whoa. front line is to torch them. Why why does he sound like uh, he's probably like a top tier porn star in the world too? <laughs> I was gonna say Harry Kane sounds on TV. <laughs> I can't <really> say it. <laughs> um, but like, doesn't it feel like like the five forwards England took? Like if you were like say you're walking down the hall at like high school and five dudes and Letterman's come down, you're like, oh no, and they're like what? Like there they are. Those are the forwards. Who are they? Well, that's Raheem Sterling from Man City. Next to him is Jamie Vardy. Behind them is Danny Welbeck. And that's the little sidekick, Marcus Rashford. And that punk in the middle is Harry Kane from Tottenham. Like, these sound like just a bully group that's going to come at you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They, you know, there, there's that, these are the be-all of, of scorers. Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, pretty interesting groupings as far as these go. Um, I think obviously one one to watch would be Group F with Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and uh, and Korea. Um, that yeah. would be an interesting one. Um, yeah, I mean, Germany. Uh, Thomas Mueller. They still have Manuel Neuer in goal, who's who's great. Jerome Boateng from Bayern Munich is on the team. He is a great defender. Matt Hummels is still playing. Uh, Mesut Ozil. I know he's not what he used to be. But he's still a really good midfielder. Tony Kroos from Man U. Marco Royce from um, Dorman. Germany has a team that really could do some damage in this thing. Um, I know. I know you mentioned Korea, and they got a couple. They got a couple guys that I think could sneak in and maybe do a little more damage than than anyone's giving them credit for. So that's a little interesting. They're only running three forwards too, but I, I mean they they have a they have a nice little team. They have a, they have a nice little squad. They're balanced too. Is the one thing I like about Korea. Um, who's the other team you said that's in that division? They're I don't have the bracket. They're against Mexico and Sweden as well in that group. And they, 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 so I think Korea honestly is probably going to finish last, um, but they they might put up a couple a couple goals in here and there. Yeah, and and. You think Mexico's last? No, Korea. I think Korea's coming in last. Because it's Korea, Korea, Mexico, Sweden, and Germany? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Javier Hernandez from West Ham is, is a good scorer for, for um, Mexico. What's interesting, too, is they got some MLS players, Jonathan and Giovanni Dos Santos from the LA Galaxy, um, handling their midfield. I think that's pretty interesting. Sweden, they always scare me a lot more. When they have when when Zlatan Ibrahimovic was playing, mm-hmm. um, I, I like Emil Forsberg as a midfielder. I think he's pretty good, but they they don't have a lot that does a lot for me too. Victor Nilsson, uh, uh, Lidlov from Man U is playing. He's he's a decent defender, but 
I don't know. I, I think Sweden's going to take the bottom of that. I think Korea, I think Korea takes third. I think Mexico takes two. And I think Germany takes one. This should be something we should write down. Do you yeah, have any uh, this down? Do you have, do you have I a don't. pile of I, okay. I honestly, because I'm, I'm going to watch these games, uh, you know, sparingly. I'm, I, you know, I might actually take a day, maybe go over to Brit's pub, um, catch a game or two, just because the atmosphere is awesome. Um, you know, if you're looking for a good spot in Minnesota to watch soccer, that's definitely one. Uh, Nomad World Pub also got a good uh, good shtick sh- uh, sh- going on if you're looking to watch some soccer, too. Um, but, yeah, you know, this year, uh, again, you know, I, I think and, – and, again, I, I'm, I'm going to blame the, our, our own team for not make, cutting the mustard on it. But um, I think the thing that's going to also hurt it is the fact that they're not in it. Um, you know, we're not seeing the same level of, of – of, excitement going into this world cup and it's kind of disappointing because the past few years it's been an exciting thing to watch and this year i feel like because the u.s isn't in it our uh, our media platforms are not pushing the pushing the product and there's something great about it yeah i you know and, and i'm going to be honest with you i think because over the last year or two i've gotten back into soccer that i'm i'm actually still intrigued for this world cup i mean obviously can messi win with argentina can Portugal do it with, with Cristiano Ronaldo leading the helm? You know, Neymar has a great team in Brazil. And, you know, I mentioned I mentioned him earlier, the porn star. Harry Kane with England. Harry Kane's only 24. And obviously everybody looks at England and they think of Wayne Rooney with what he what he did and how, you know, what what he did for that, that team for all those years. I think Harry Kane's the team that can lead him to the title. Um He's a great scorer, but I'll tell you one dude to look out for um, Egypt. I don't know if they're going to make it into the, into the elimination round, but Mohamed Salah, he plays on Liverpool. He's a forward on their team. He's, he played so good and did he like LeBron Egypt into the tournament. The, the president or the prime minister or whatever of Egypt offered to buy him a new home for everything he did for that country to get to the World Cup. And he said, no, take the money for this brand new big house you're going to buy me and donate it to one of my charities. So this dude's a good dude on top of things. That's good. Uh, You know, Egypt, if I I remember right, they had an awesome match last World Cup round. I think they were actually in the the same grouping as Mexico, if I remember right. Um, And, uh, gosh, who is is Mexico's keeper? Um, Dude, um, Wales. Are you talking about in 2014? Yeah. Uh was it was it Guillermo Ochoa? Uh, I think it was Ochoa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he played in 2014. I think it's Guillermo Ochoa or Ochoa, something like that. Guillermo Ochoa or something. I just remember Guillermo del Torres. <laughs> um. Obviously, I I think Brazil we got to look at as a big player with with Thiago Silva from PSG. Uh, Danilo is playing on Man City right now. Uh, Marcelo's doing really good. We got I mean, who else is on that team? Uh, Coutinho on, on Barcelona's playing. Obviously, Neymar who we brought up. Douglas Costa playing over at Juventus. They have a really good team. They're going to be tough. Um, you had the brackets in front of us. Do you want, why don't we just real quick go and go down and let's just pick 
one team from each that we think is going to, let's pick a team that we think is going to win. By the way, uh, I think we got to have a special little place in our hearts for Costa Rica. Francisco Cablo from the Minnesota United is one of the defenders on that team. So I think we got to, we got to keep a little shout out uh, Costa Rica just because we got a a guy from our own team on there. But uh, yeah, let's, um, you you have those up. You want to want to just go through? I got them, baby. I got them. Group Group A. You ready? We got we got we got the, obviously our host team: Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Uh, taking Group A. What do you who do you got? I I, I think I I want Egypt to have a good showing. I think they could. I don't know much about Russia's team, but I think I think Uruguay always is going to be tough. They have Luis Suarez. Who we all know about Luis Torres, right? Yeah. <laughs> Biting people. Um, but let's not forget they got uh, Edison Cavani on PSG. He played with Ibrahimovic. Uh, Carlos Sanchez is, is in the midfield. Fredricio Valverde on Real Madrid's playing there, too. I think Uruguay takes uh, the, the, the A block. So two teams will obviously be moving along. I wouldn't say it's going to be Russia and Egypt moving along in that one. I think Uruguay is going to fall short. Uh, Saudi Arabia is the same. Spoiler alert. Uh, let's see. A group B uh, will consist of Portugal, Spain, oh, Morocco, God. and Iran. I think Spain maybe sneaks in, but I think Spain's not as good as they used to be. Diego Costa is getting a little bit older. He's moved off to Atletico Madrid. He's not as big of a name. Obviously, uh, David Silva from Man City, Andres Iniesta in Barcelona. They got uh, Sergio uh, Bisquets on Barcelona. Their mids are really good. They still have uh, Gerard Piquet and Sergio Ramos in in their defenders, but their offense isn't what it used to be. I think that could hurt them. I think the obvious choice to win block A is got to be Portugal. Beto in net uh, with Anthony Lopes. You got Pepe back there. Um, obviously, I mean, we, we, I mean, the team the team is stacked. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Andre Silva from AC AC Milan. They have a really good team. Uh, Mutino from Morocco is on that team. Bernardo Silva from Man City. I'm going Portugal to win. Portugal will definitely come out on top. It's going to be Portugal and Spain for that one. Um, Iran, you know, they they do have a few world-class players as far as that goes. It's still not the depth. Morocco in the same situation as well. Uh, probably will not be able to run with the, uh, with the, the two Spanish-speaking squads. Uh, group C, uh, let's see. We got France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. Uh, obviously, I, uh, uh, France, I think, has a good chance to make a run. They're always, they're always tough. They got this guy that, uh, in case you didn't know, his name's uh, Paul Pogba from Man U, who's tremendous. Uh, um, they have Del, uh, Dembele over at Barcelona, who's really good, and Bappe from PSG. They have really good forwards, and, and, and Anton Griezmann, who's, who's a really, really good player, too. So I, I think France gets in. I think the rest of the roster or the rest of the teams is kind of a coin flip. Uh, let's see. France is definitely, yeah, you're right. Um, I think Peru will probably be the, the, the last one out there. I think Australia and Denmark will be the ones that will really be um, trying to fight for that second position in that group C. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, you, you, I think you hit it on the nose with, uh, with, with France coming out of that and probably making a decent run when it comes to the World Cup as a whole. Uh, Group D consists of Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, and Nigeria. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, Argentina. I don't even know if we need to talk about Argentina with how good that team is. Yeah, no. I think Croatia has a decent shot. Who else did you see? Did you say Denmark? Yep. And who was the third or the other team I'm missing? Nigeria soccer is the finest. Um. <laughs> Ghana is not. I'm, I'm going to go Croatia and Argentina. I think, I think Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi is like, this is, this is the year I need to get the Ballon d'Or away from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. His team is there. Uh, Angel Di Maria, uh, Dybala from Juventus is playing. Sergio Aguayo, Gonzalo Higuain from Juventus. I mean, dude, look at the forwards. Uh, Dybala from Juventus, Messi over from Barcelona, Aguayo, and they got Higuain. I mean, that is a who's who of forwards. Those those are four of I think the top twenty forwards in the in the entire. I, I almost said like NBA, but I mean there there obviously isn't a thing like that. Um, but but I really like Demara from PSG sitting at midfield. But those forwards are going to be a problem. It's their forwards are going to be like the the uh, uh, what am I trying to say the uh, England forwards where it's going to be a problem with Danny Welbeck and Harry Kane and and guys like that. I think Argentina is going to cause fits for teams. Every time you say it, I can't help but laugh. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I agree. Argentina, obviously. Um, I think I'm going to give, uh, as far as my dark horse, I'm going to, I'm going to say Nigeria is going to come out of this one. I think, uh, I think they're going to give the other two, uh, you know, European teams. Princess Vitara would be pissed. Man, this is, uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, Nigeria going to make things happen. Um, group E, uh, another uh, very entertaining group as far as this goes. You got Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Well, Co- Costa Rica, obviously, I have a soft spot because of um, <laughs> because of our cat from our team, uh, Francisco Cavlo. But I think I think Brazil. I mean Neymar, Thiago Silva, Felipe Luiz, Marcelo. I mean we kind of talked about them earlier. I mean that team is just yeah. so good. Douglas Costa. Does the Hulk still play for them? The Hulk? Yeah. Who the hell is the Hulk? They had a they had a dude whose name last name was Hulk. Oh yeah 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 yeah! I know what you're talking about now. I was thinking like some big like roided out looking dude playing defense or something. He no, was Hulk pretty big though. There. Yeah, Hulk was there with uh when they, when they had like uh Kaka and stuff like that cause, and maybe Deco too. They had all these four letter name players. Yeah, but they still have still have Fred. That's not as cool as Hulk. That's not as cool. I think that's the greatest Brazilian names, Fred. It's probably like Frederico or something like that. You know, like <laughs> it's probably like Ronaldinho. Uh, yeah, you know, they, his friends call him Ron. Hey, Ron, you know, it's like, like my dad. Go Ron. Brazil, I'll go Costa Rica, though, just because. So, Brazil, yeah, Brazil will come out on top. Costa Rica will come in second. Um, Denmark will be a close third to Costa Rica, if anything. Um, yeah, sorry, Serbia. 
Um, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> Going down that list. I'm sorry, Switzerland, not Denmark. <laughs> um, let's see. Group F, obviously, we discussed already. That was the Germany group. Uh, Germany and Mexico come out on top. Sweden, close third. Korea bringing up the rear. Sorry, guys. Uh, I group still think G, who finishes over Sweden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll bet you on here's, it. I don't the, want to. I think about Korea. Is, so, that was tight. Um, Sweden <laughs> Sweden used to rely a lot on Zlatan Ibrahimovic to do all the work. Korea has, like, what's the dude's name? Like, Seung, Seung something? Is there a, it's like S-E-O, Seung I can't remember his name. I'm blanking here. I don't have my laptop in, in the room like I usually do, and I apologize. I'm, I'm literally going off of what, thinking of thinking off the brain. So I can't remember his name. Uh, Seung Hyun might be his name. He's a midfielder or a defender, but this dude controls a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the ball. I keep saying puck because I keep thinking of hockey. I love this World Cup thing, but with the diversity. I, I keep thinking hockey always. Um, uh, Kim Shun uh, Wook too is another forward. I forgot about that's pretty good too. He plays on some some weird team that has like a car like a car name or something on it. Uh, over over in I think China he plays. Don't quote me. Yeah, can you Google that Kim Kim Shin Wook? I think he he plays on some team that's like a car sponsored team, and they actually applied the car to the team name. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Sun Hyung Min is the guy I'm thinking of. He plays for Tottenham. Uh, he plays with Harry Kane over in the. That's the guy. <laughs> Uh, Got to sneak the cane in there. Um, so, you know, the Group G, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to get dark really quick. Uh, group G, uh, Belgium, Panama, Tunisia, and England. Uh, I feel like Panama and England are going to – well, no, Belgium's going to come out of that along with England. Panama being third, Tunisia coming in fourth. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, well, did you find Kim Shin Wook? I did not. So, obviously, England, Harry Kane – there's another one for you. I talked about how I think they're one of the favorites, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, Belgium, I believe they're a 10 to one favorite. That is my pick to win the entire world cup. I am taking showing the, obviously the last one. Yes. Um, they, they smoked some, some world cup team that they played a couple of days ago, like eight to two or something. But nice. I mean, you look, you look at goal right now. You've got a top 50 player in the entire tournament in Thibaut Couturier uh, playing on Chelsea. This dude is a beast. Did you say uh, Vincent, what's that? Did you say Thibaut? Thibaut. Oh, man. Thibaut. Thibaut Couturier. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, it looks like Thibaut. Thibaut Couturier. Uh, but Thibaut Couturier from uh, Chelsea. You get into their their defense, and they got this guy named Vincent Company from from Man City, who's great. But this is this is part of the thing that really helps this team. There's a guy named Axel Witzel. He plays for Tianjin Guangzhou. Uh, he's he's a midfielder. He looks like um, he kind of looks like Bruce Leroy. He's got the fro, uh, but he is this dude can play mid really well. They got a dude named Kevin De Bruyne. He plays on Man City. He might be the fourth, fifth best player in this entire tournament. Uh, Musa Dembele over at Tottenham. Uh, Leander Deckendonker. Their, their <laughs> midfielder 
Come on, you're killing me. <laughs> Their midfielders, I've been waiting to talk about these guys the whole night. Their midfielders are, are studly. Yannick Carrasco as one of the forwards, but they have two of the best forwards, too. A guy named Eden Hazard, who just was on the FIFA cover last year. And then this dude, Romelu Lukaku from Man U. Belgium is going to be tough. Yeah, Hazard had a great showing uh, last World Cup as well. Um, again, that, that's Chelsea. They're, they're going to have Chelsea. a... Uh, they're going to have a good, a good run with this one. Uh, to win. Alex Witzel, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Lukaku, Eden Hazard, Delamby, Deccan Donker, um, company. Like I said, Thibaut Couture is in net. This team, 11 men in, are great. That's my pick to win. And a very good one. I, again, you know, again, coming back with everything that they had, I know, I know that they're going to be uh, easily winning this uh uh, this bracket, uh, England being their only match of, of, of note that that could be anywhere near interest. But honestly, England's England's been so short the last few years, or la- even the last uh, the last few cups rather, that they're still trying to uh, recover from some of their uh, some of their their aging uh, aging players. Two the two games is is G the last block A B C D E F G is there's H right H yep. Uh, H is uh, Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Oof. Um, oh, this is a weird, this is a weird bracket. I think, I think I have to for sure go Japan because uh, uh, Shinji Kagawa from Dorman is very, very good. Um I think he's going to be one of the guys who surprises a lot of people in this tournament. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, playing for Dorman over in over in the Bundesliga in, in Germany is is a tough league to play in, and he's he's one of the stars there. So I think Germany is the team that I or I'm thinking of the league. Japan's the team that I think really sneaks out. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who I think. I mean, I mean, I guess I'll go take a flyer and just say Senegal. Hmm. Uh, probably not. I just, just based on it, it's probably, honestly, it'll, it'll probably be, uh, it'll probably be Japan and Colombia coming out of this one. Poland being, uh, being the other one, um, that second and third place run will be very close. Senegal will no. probably be the one that will get bounced out. I guess, sure. Let me, let me, let me change that. I'm going to go Poland second because as much as I, I know soccer is, is the epitome of a team event. I think there's a chance that Robert Lewandowski, uh, one, of, one of the top five forwards in, in, in all of soccer, he plays for Bayern Munich. I think that guy could win them a game or two. I don't know if, I don't know if he can beat Japan, but I think he could sneak in and really do something. Um, if you want to see some impressive, impressive distant kicking, look up uh, Robert Lewandowski. That dude has some crazy goals. That he scored. Um, obviously, the the big thing too when you want to counter forwards, uh, and you talk Colombia, a guy that I've been a fan of for years. He's playing over in Monaco right now. Radamel Falcao. I think Falcao is a great scorer, but I don't think he's on Lewandowski's level anymore. Uh, Luis Morelli is a good forward. They have. God, who else do they have? I think they have Christian Zapata from AC Milan as one of their defenders on the team. I'm not sure who Colombia's goalie is, which either that means I'm just 
ignorant to players on their team or or they don't have anyone that stands out. But I think Zapata and Falcao are the big names on Columbia. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go poor. I think Robert Lewandowski. Even though I think I own a Rodamel Falcao jersey, I'm still gonna go Lewandowski and Poland to take the take the division with, with Japan. Shout out to Polska. Um yeah, that that kind of wraps up that first round here. You know, obviously we'll re, we'll revisit as uh, as it gets underway. Um, it starts obviously uh, in two, I was gonna say in two days on Thursday here, fourteenth runs all the way for the entire uh, one month until July fifteenth. So we'll we'll definitely get some good talk. I'm sure we'll get some great stories out of the deal, and uh, and maybe even some uh, if any if the the Russian Olympics uh, holds any uh, true, maybe we'll get some uh, random uh, you know like weird pictures of the the grounds where there's <laughs> Uh, two stall bathrooms next to each other without any uh, separator or something. Here, here's the one beauty of it too, for your sake, is you can kind of just feed me questions like we're doing the NHL. That's why I'm excited here. Like I'm like, man, I got to spot out so much knowledge on soccer that we've never talked about in all the years on this show right now. There you go. There you go. I, uh, I've been, so by the way, for anybody who has FIFA 18, they just released a World Cup mode uh, for the game. It's a free update. They added a ultimate team World Cup mode. It's tremendous. The Nerd. the other thing I have real quick, Jordan. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, I put my phone out to Google this. Uh, Kim Shin Wook, who I was asking you about, and I was saying he plays for some weird, I think, team from China. I don't, I don't know the league he's in. It. I didn't get that far, but he plays for the Jianbuk Hyundai Motors. I knew it was some odd-ass car team, like something weird. The Jianbuk Hyundai Motors. Dang. Dang. <laughs> Blows that, my mind. That'd be like uh, that'd be like playing for the Inter Milan Pirellis. Like that's weird. <laughs> that'd be tight. No, I'm I'm cool <laughs> on that. All right. Um, just a few minutes left in the show. A uh, couple couple small bits we have. I don't have one of these, but I do have one of the other things. So I'm going to cue this up first, and then we'll go from there. Come on. Come on, baby. That's enough. Why was that so loud? Uh, It was banging, bro. I feel like Kyle ribbed us and turned it up on the soundboard to see if we were paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my real MVP goes to Moundsview High School pitcher Ty Cohen, who struck out his buddy, uh, best friend, Jack Kokon of Totino Grace, to end the game in the Class 4A Section 5 baseball final last week. When the team began to celebrate at home plate, uh, Cohen walked by his team to hug his best friend and console him before going to walk back to celebrate with his team, saying friendship is more important than this that right there coming from a high school kid where we know some of these high school kids are is my real mvp jordan uh I, i'm gonna keep it 100 if i struck you out to win the championship i'm like that's right i i, I give you the uh i give you the the kirk cousins uh business uh you know i'd stare you down i'd fist pump you like uh, that? You yeah like that's that. exactly that's exactly what I would do. All right. So, uh, no, honestly, really, cool, honestly, really cool story. Obviously, again, coming out of the uh, the Twin Cities here, as far as that goes, getting a lot of national love too. Uh, sportsmanship, it's not dead. Uh, I'd like to remind people that. Um, 
you know, my, uh, my, my MVP is going to be justify, uh, obviously, uh, another triple crown winning <laughs> horse happened over the, uh, over the week here. Um, kind of a cool, uh, obviously story, you know, I was talking to you before you and I went through a nice uh, course where it was like 35, 36 years or something like that without a triple crown winner. And then suddenly we have two in a, in a four year span. Yeah, that, that blew my mind. And I thought about that too. I was going through some old clips and back when I used to do a different lead in video before we had all the great sounders of all the people that have been gracious enough to, you know, give us a sports cast radio sounder. Shout out to Michael Thompson. Uh, I wish your son played for the Lakers or Wolves, but, um, <laughs> you know, I used to do different ones every, every week. And one of the first shows I did three, four months in was American Pharaoh has won the triple crown. Like, I mean, it's cool, you know? Yeah. And then is it crazy to think though, that justify won this triple crown and it seemed like nobody cared. Yeah, there, it, it seemed you're right, and I think part of it's because the mystique wasn't there. I mean, before mm-hmm. American Pharaoh won it in 2015, it was affirmed in 1978. Are you kidding? That was six years before I was born. Like, <laughs> damn, uh, that know, was five so, where I was. Yeah, oh, you know, well. uh, but you know, the, but the, again, it's something that. I mean, that was probably the longest gap in between these Triple Crown winners, um, short of uh, from Citation to Secretariat, which was 48 to 73. Um, otherwise, it does seem to be kind of a every so often kind of thing. Um, the Secretariat uh, one was only good uh, for four years also when Seattle Slew won it. And then for Seattle Slew, the very next year somebody won it. I, so, I mean, it's kind of weird how it works. There's only been a couple really big gaps of, of some 20-plus years. Otherwise, it seems to happen every 10, 10 to 15 at, at worst. Jordan, I was going to ask you, how good is the Path of Exile? Uh, it's, it's pretty dang entertaining. Somebody just sent me a message on Xbox and I pulled up this thing and I'm like, oh, Jordan's playing Xbox right now. <laughs> I, I'm actually uh, on the, the old PC is what, what's going on. Oh, powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, come on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave the, the, the comfy <laughs> confine to, to, to the show. Um, but by, uh, by the way, <laughs> not, not to jump off course to end, you know, at the end of the show here, but did you watch any E3 coverage? I did. I did. There's very few things that excite me. I'm, I'm a, I, this is probably one of the most, under, speaking of underwhelming things like the Triple Crown, E3 was definitely underwhelming. Oh, my God. I said it. We're... Try it. <laughs> Oh, my. Man, The Last of Us looks incredible. But PUBG is getting two new maps and a new game mode before the year's over, including a snow map. I'm tight with that. That's 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 good news. That's that that mm. I'm fine with that. But like as far as new games or really big flashy things, like ah, there's nothing that excites me. Everything it's like it's like Hollywood right now. Everything's a, a god darn sequel. What what, what about Anthem? Anthem look kind of cool. There's a new Skyrim. First death. Death. Fine. Why don't, why don't we go to this route? Let's go this route to make everyone happy. I was wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. <laughs> Obviously, spit takes are going to close the show tonight. Um, you have one I see queued up here. Um, before we talk about it, why don't you lead us in before I play the segment? 
you know, it's uh, obviously uh, it's, a, it's a Major League Baseball call that got a lot of run. Um, it's not necessarily the call that's really important thing. It's just to actually the sound effect um, that you actually hear kind of in between uh, the actual pop-up and the catch. Uh, you're going to hear two gentlemen, uh, two men scissor, and I'm not talking in a, in a good way. Um, <laughs> just, just, just play the damn clip. All right, I got you. And he pops it up. That ball might stay playable. Gomez on the run. Gets there, Gomez. And Bowers tangled up. Both hit the deck. Gomez hangs on for the out. How that sounded like NFL blitz when they're like, when they hit each other. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. And it's very vicious. Uh, when you see it live, and, and actually there's a couple other audio ones where it literally sounds like uh, it sounds like maybe a helmet to helmet hit. Uh, take that, uh, take that one, however you wish. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but but you know somebody's Harry Kane got knocked. Is all I'm gonna say. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but, <laughs> I was wondering where they're gonna get another tuba player for the band. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, they were down for a while. Gomez did make the grab. Uh, pretty, pretty great catch. Um, somebody on the radio or, or some show somewhere said uh, that's definitely uh, four balls and one out. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Gomez, R.I.P. We miss you. Oh, <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, Pop Culture is coming at you 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I believe Thursday, Thursday we have the 2000. Three edition of the hip hop rackets. I think they I think this is week three. Uh Friday as well, myself and Elijah should be coming on with standing eight counts to talk about Golovkin Canelo, which could could come down tomorrow actually happening. Joshua Wilder. The great fights over the weekend, how big of a punk Jeff Horn really is after he got his ass beat by Terrence Crawford. Which I can't wait to talk about. We got uh, Clarissa Shields fight coming up too. Pretty excited about that. Yes. yes, there's a lot of good stuff. Boxing. This is this is like that period after the little little halt. We get a lot of good good on the boxing. Um, we appreciate y'all for sticking with us, Jordan. Fantastic show, sir. This was a great time tonight. We had no idea what we were doing, and we had two set. We didn't even play our third commercial break. So you should oh, save that. Dang it! Is save it that nice? one? Dog. All right, we're gonna Man, save that, that for was next. So week. good. Yeah, that one's so, uh, I'm not moving that one. Next week, just make two commercial breaks. We don't need to make three. Um, we'll save that one. Uh, we're going we're gonna to let Alex take you guys out here with FML Solutions as we leave you. This is a fun show. Uh, shout out to uh, Dirty Little Laker, Clipper Jordan 20, and Ryan Over Jordan for the great tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of blast. We will catch y'all next Tuesday. We'll get back on our NFL grind. Uh, we had two teams lined up, and, and it didn't happen, so we're going to have to switch divisions. So we're going to come back in the next couple of weeks. We may cover like five, six teams in the next two weeks because we're going to be in a little bit of a dead spot until the NBA free agency comes on. So we are ready to rock and roll. Thank you all for listening. Alex, take us out, FML Solutions. We will catch you next Tuesday. Sportscast Radio, peace out. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand 
that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. 